You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey, yo! What's going on, everybody? I'm glad you're here and listening in, because I have some things to tell you about, one of which is going to be Sinusoid, Sinusoid custom guitar cables, I mean, come on, these guys are fantastic, they've been supporting the show for a while, you guys know about them, and if you haven't checked out their custom cable builder yet, I don't even know what to say, why have you not checked out the custom cable builder, that is where you can make your dreams come true. I know you've thought before, like, maybe you want, like, a silent plug type of thing, so you can just unplug and not have to worry about all kinds of... Or maybe you're wanting to try a different kind of tech flex, because, you know, you can get all kinds of different colors. Whatever the case may be, angled plugs, different plugs, different cable types. They got different brands of cable you can put in there. You gotta check out their custom cable builder, and if you have not yet, please, please do it. It will be a wonderful thing for your rig. So check it out at sinusoid.com. I also need to tell you about the legendary company, Keeley Electronics. Keeley Electronics out of Oklahoma. Rob and the gang have been in the business for a very long time. And they've been making some of the coolest pedals on the market. I hear they got some crazy NAM releases scheduled Nothing confirmed yet, but obviously, you know, you know how Nam is. We we could uh, we could see some insanity coming out of the Keeley camp. But all that to say, if you need to stay tuned in on all things Keeley, check them out on all the socials. Go to KeeleyElectronics.com and make sure you scope out all their offerings. They've got some quite quite honestly some legendary pedals at this point. Uh, Rob and the crew over there are are fantastic, and they're doing doing and have been doing uh, great things in this industry for a very long time. So make sure you check them out at rkfx.com. And finally, I absolutely must talk to you about Gun Street Wiring Shop out of Bend, Oregon. They are making custom wiring harnesses for all of your guitar needs. You've got a little switch, maybe it's going out, you're trying to like select a pickup and it's like not quite going it right. You got a pot, you roll it and it goes and scratches on you. You don't want that. That's nonsense. Why would you want that? Nobody does. So you can go to gunstreetwiringshop.com and get the custom harness of your dreams. Maybe you can unlock some new tonal potential out of an old guitar by redoing the wiring. You can find frequencies that were never there before. They got you set up and they are the best in the business, and Sean and the team over there will get you completely fixed up in exactly the way that you need. And as I've said on many prior episodes, if I can put it in a guitar, I about guarantee anybody can put it in a guitar, because I 
have extremely limited depth perception, and even I could work that soldering iron enough to get it successfully installed. And if you have any trouble, they will help you out the whole time. Uh, they have awesome customer support, awesome products, awesome warranties. I mean, come on. They got the whole package. So make sure you check out GunStreetWiringShop.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the ToneMob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host, Blake Wyland, and with me today, I have Jay Cross from the Guitar Nerds podcast. What's going Hi, on? Hi, Blake. I'm good, thanks, man. How are you? I'm splendid. We're just going to pretend that we didn't talk for an hour and a half already. Okay, here's, here's the thing. is um, Every time I listen to the Tone Mob podcast, there, the Tone Mob podcast, there is a section like this at the start and i i was determined not to fall into that trap i was like no we're gonna do it it's gonna be fine we're gonna we're gonna it's impossible you can't do it you can't then pretend that you haven't spoke been speaking for for an hour and a half because that's what we've been doing and it's been very nice it's i say it every time i actually got some comments recently they're like you ask the same questions every time i'm like well yeah i mean <laughs> that they're they're Gotta talking to a different person every time got to stick to the script man got to stick to this i've got a formula it works i'm sticking with it that's 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 what it comes down to kind of it's that <laughs> plus, like, like i mean it's like if i'm talking to somebody i've never talked to before on the podcast and i want to know the same stuff because their story is totally. going to be different than the last guy like, totally i don't know i thought i thought that was a weird criticism i don't know i mean i'm yeah, not I, I'm not saying that you're not entitled to your opinion, uh, sir, whoever you were, because um, I didn't get a I don't know his actual name. Uh, but it's just like I'm just like, I don't. Um, well, I'll I'll try. I mean, I'll do better. I suppose. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to ask the same questions, but with a bit more panache. That's uh, that's <laughs> yes. that's what I, that's what I think you should start doing. Just, you know, just ask, just changing the uh, changing the tone that you give. Give me those give me those questions, but in like a different key. You know, let's just okay. let's just stick with oh. stick with some uh, stick with some. What you need to do is you need to get a a, a, um, a set of those uh, Brian Eno cards. What are they called? I'm just looking at uh, the oblique strategies. Do you know about this? The oblique strategies cards. No. So Bri Brian Eno um, in like the I don't know, 70s, um, he came up with um, a, a like a deck of cards which he called oblique strategies which are um a set of tools that to help you when you are uh struggling with songwriting and uh it's like a set of, uh, of like okay. tips and hints and stuff and they say stuff like uh what does this one say go outside shut the door and let me find another one for you trust in the you of now and then another one that says is it finished so it's just like these all these like little kind of ambiguous questions that you ask yourself when you're writing a song that uh, is supposed to help you make decisions on what you're doing. So I feel like get a set of those, and then every time you're about to ask a question, pick one up and have a little read of it. And they, is it maybe not that one because that one says is it finished? And this might be a really short podcast if uh, if if <laughs> if you lead off with that one. <laughs> Uh, 
Um, I'm thinking, yeah. actually, I've never heard of this before, but it's it's actually kind of fascinating because I am like finally back okay. in not as aggressive as I'd like to be, but I'm finally back in songwriting mode, uh, which I haven't been for several years. And so it's like things are starting to flow a little bit. And and but I'm still not as comfortable as I was when I was like when we wrote our album, which at this point is old, which is weird to think about because it doesn't feel like that long mm-hmm. ago. Like I was in the zone like we were, you know, Leon and I Pelican Noiseworks Leon for everyone who doesn't know that uh, we were like, yeah, both kind of in it. And like both we wrote the whole thing mostly in a year, like for the most part, well, maybe, well, you know, we worked on stuff with the band, but the the actual most of the songs were written in about a year, at least the the bones of them. And um, <laughs> and it felt good. It, like it was it was like a good creative time, at least for me. And apparently it was for him, too, because he did some good ones. Uh, <laughs> and so I want to get back to that. And it's hard to it's almost hard to recreate. Like part of it was like we made a deadline for ourselves. We were all taking time off work. We were like, we're yeah. going to record our album on this date. So we need to have this many songs ready. Yeah. It needs to be ready. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, I think when you're spending that much time with someone, you, the, the, the energy just like bounces off of you and, and it's just, it, it's the same as anything. I, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting. People, uh, people, people think that songwriting is just a, is like a gift that you either have or you do not. And it's, it's just the same as any, any craft. It, it's something you work on and it's something that you get better at the more that you try. And sure, you know, you, you may be like, oh yeah, no, I've, I've just bashed out a few chords and that sounds great. It's like, well, yeah, sure. But you've probably been playing those. It's what, it's why, it's why a band's first record is usually their best because they've, they've had their entire lives to write that record. Do you know what I mean? Like there are, there are bits and pieces that they've had, rocking in their heads for 10 years and they finally put um put fingers to fingerboard and turned like actualized it so it's uh but the more the more you the more time you spend doing it the the better the better it is and the easier it becomes which is why i find it so difficult because i never get into a rhythm of of doing anything like i I started a band a couple years ago with a couple of with a couple of, of friends of mine and um we you know we 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 got like really into it and we were playing loads and uh like just practicing loads and we wrote a bunch of songs and they were they were like you know fine and um and then all of a sudden i started a new job and i couldn't practice for ages and then one of the other guys started a new job and he couldn't practice for ages and then the the drummer he like went off on a european tour so he wasn't around for ages and then it's just difficult to get back into the habit of doing things so i think it, it like with everything being in a band is a lot of work and you know you've got to put the energy into it and you only do it if it feels right, you know? That's true. That's true. I think that's going to be a big, a big, like that's, that's actually like, I guess this is, this is fairly applicable because this is one of the first episodes in 2019. Uh, it certainly yeah. will be coming out in January. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of fitting for the new year, I suppose. Cause like I, my, I, since I failed last year's new gears resolution, I completely, totally failed it. Um, which was, I was going to put together an actual pedal board. Uh, okay <laughs> and what as opposed to just leaving stuff um just dotted the around the shred shed yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly um so i i i got one mocked up i had it there like sitting there and i was like okay this is what it's gonna be and i'm gonna wire it up and it's gonna be great and then i slowly just oh i need that 
I'm, I'm, oh, I'm messing with this combo of pedals. Ooh, I'd really like that. And I'd go rip one off the board. <laughs> and then pretty soon it just, there's nothing left on the board anymore. And uh, that dream was abandoned. All that to say, um, we're talking about moving uh, the drummer's drum set over here Ooh. and like getting more set up permanently to like, so it's not such a big deal, yeah. you know, to, to practice. Yeah. Like, like, hey, just pop on over and we'll practice for a bit. Yeah, you know, type totally. Of thing. Totally. It, it, so, it's, it's always such a noise when there's, you know, you've got, you've got to get someone, you've got to set up the kit, you've got to mic everything up or, or set up the PA. And so if you, if you just got everything there ready to go, I think it, it, life just seems a lot more natural. You know, the drummer can come around and you can have a cup of coffee or whatever, and then just roll straight into it. And it's just, there's no stress. I think it's, I think that's important is trying to keep these, these environments stress free as much as you can. Yeah, that's a good point. I should organize. That would be handy. <laughs> Instead of just having pedals sitting on every available surface, I should probably condense them and put them where they go. It's, uh, interesting, interesting, interesting concept. That you have. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. It's almost like they have a, a storage <laughs> thing for this. Hmm. But uh, I'm sure that most of my listeners are familiar to kind of segue things here. I'm sure that most of my listeners are fami- familiar with guitar nerds and probably therefore you yourself but maybe some of them aren't so maybe you want to give a little backstory i know this backstory has been told a couple times because you're the final nerd <laughs> yeah 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 the final nerd i needed to collect um gotta catch got, them absolutely gotta catch them and, all. and so uh maybe you want to kind of give your own personal kind of story and how it happened and you know you you actually have an interesting role in your day job too so you can kind of tell everybody about all. Yeah, sure. So, um, guitar nerds is a, uh, is a, is a, a project that had been bubbling under the surface for, for a long time. No, no, it it isn't at all. It came out of nowhere to be honest with you. We, so, um, all all four of us (laughs) used to work at the same guitar store. We, we, uh, used to work at the shop Gak in Brighton in the UK on the South coast. And, um, one day kind of out of nowhere, Mark, just uh mark packham who's one of the other guitar nerds he uh said shall we do a podcast i've i really want to do it i've been listening to a lot of um gaming podcasts and there kind of isn't anything like that in the guitar world or at least nothing that we were aware of at the time so um the the four of us which was uh matt knight who was the manager of gak at the time myself who was the assistant manager um Mark, who was the marketing manager, and Joe, who uh, I don't really know how Joe got involved. I think he was just late, staying late at the shop, and we were just like, "Okay, mate, sit down. Let's just, <sighs> yeah, you can just, you can just get involved, I suppose." Um, but yeah, we, 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 uh, <laughs> we exactly look at him now. Look at him there. now. Um, well, actually, not funnily enough, as as this will air out, but um, yeah, we we've been friends for a long time, myself and Mark, especially. Uh, we've known each other for, uh, I don't know, over 15 years. We, uh, we were, uh, when I first met Mark, he was working at GAC. He started working there when he was like 15 or something. And, um, I, uh, bought one of my, I bought my second guitar from him and, uh, a bunch of other guitars I bought off of him, but we, we knew each other from playing in bands and going to shows and stuff together. But, um, I said, so that actually is quite interesting in the, I got a job at GAC because um, I finished at university. I I, uh, I went to the University of Sussex, which is a, a university in, in Brighton. And uh, I, I did a degree. At, my degree is actually in economics. 
and um i finished my degree and i just was like i need a job any job because i i have to pay rent for this house that i'm living in and uh and yeah, and, and uh mark said well look we've got a gig going at, at, <laughs> right. at the guitar shop do you want to come like come and apply for that so i did and um that's where i met matt because he was working at the shop at the time he wasn't manager quite yet but uh, I met him and actually this is something that I don't think we've I don't know if I've ever said before but when I first met when I first met Matt I had this I did not think he liked me I thought he I he was like really short with me and um yeah he just I got this vibe where he was just oh man this this guy's cool but I don't think he likes me and I don't really know why and um it was really, it was really weird, and um, and then oh you no know, way, like, that's so a, a that's week so passed or whatever, and and then all of a sudden I was like, oh no, this is one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. He's <laughs> everything is fantastic, and uh, it was just yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's right. absolutely incredible. Say, he's like he's one of the incredible. sweetest. I don't, I don't think there's anyone. I I, the I mean, planet. I don't think there's anyone in the UK who knows more about guitar pedals than Matty. He is, and I've said that for I've said that for nearly ten years. I think he has always been on the cusp of of knowing about stuff and trying stuff, and uh, he's amazing. And he's you know he's one of my best friends. So 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 that's great. And then and then Joe joined the shop uh, after I'd been working there for I guess maybe two or three years. And uh, and yeah, we we hit it off really well. And anyway, the, the four of us started the Gak podcast, and and then uh, Mark left, and then Matt left. Uh, and then, and then I left as well shortly after. And around that time we said, okay, well, look, none of us work here anymore. Shall we just do our own thing? So we, we started guitar nerds and, um, where are we? Three, four, five years, five years later. No, we started the GAC podcast in 2013. Um, I think 2013. Yeah, that sounds right. We started the Gap podcast in 2013 and, uh, and then guitar nerds, I guess in 2015 and now it's 2019, believe it or not. And uh, and we're we're still going, about to hit episode two hundred. So it's um it's really weird. It's really cool. I, I find it very therapeutic. Um, it's which is maybe a weird thing to say, but it's it's just this opportunity for me and three of my best friends to sit down and talk about something that we really love uh, for an hour. And it, honestly, and I, we we talked a little bit about this what before we were recording, Blake, but like. Honestly, even if nobody listened, we'd still be doing it. And I'm sure you feel exactly the same way. It's, it's, it's just, it's this point in my week, which I really look forward to. And, um, it's just really, it's really nice that people care about it. It's, I find it bonkers that people care about it, but, uh, pe people do. And it's, and it's really, it's really exciting. And it's really lovely that, uh, that, that anybody cares. Anybody can put up with listening to these weird frequencies that come out of my mouth um, and into your ears. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I guess that's the story of guitar nerds, kind of. I mean, it's <laughs> I, it progresses throughout the years. I mean, as we as we moved on, um, Matt ended up uh, going to work for Boss, and he's doing really well there. And then uh, I now uh, I now work for Fender, which is fantastic i i have a great job that i love and uh and mark is off working for for reverb and joe is just about to take a step into the big wide world of the of the freelancer much like yourself blake um d taking taking it taking a, a, a deep breath and free diving into the into the world of uh pedals and uh cables and valves and strings and everything and it's um it's it's really exciting to see it's really funny to see us 
kind of move into these weird parts of the industry that we never really thought we would get to. Um, and it's kind of because of the podcast, I guess, to a certain degree. So it's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I guess where we are. I guess it's, uh, yeah. I can relate to that, like, so much because, you know, the, the podcast is, uh, it's, it's like the anchor point for everyone. Like, you know, a lot of people, the question I get a lot, uh, because it is a bit hard to understand. Um, I, I totally get it. People are like, well, what do you do? Like you, like, like the pod, like the podcast, <laughs> it was like the podcast is crucial. Cause it's like the anchor point. That's where everybody knows me yeah. from. Yeah. But you know, obviously it's not like, that's not the main moneymaker. It it supports it supports itself. No, no, no. no. That's your modeling career. That's right. How did you know? Yeah, I, 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 I've, I, I hacked your emails. I'm afraid, mate. Is, is I've been, uh, I've been. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have admitted it on air. But unfortunately, tone mob six 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 as a password. Come on, man. You needed to do. (laughs) I should have thought that that through. (laughs) (laughs) It's all. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Blake one two three four is the actual password, but <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why I didn't make it more secure than that. Um, <laughs> you're not going to distribute those photos, are you? Those were those were unaltered. Uh, my face is still- as long as as long as you stick with the deal that we talked about before we went on air, everything's fine. You know that. Okay, Fender is the yeah. best and the only guitar <laughs> that you should buy. And if you have any other fen- any other products that are made by any other companies, you throw them in the trash and buy Fender. Yeah, that's right. That is right. That's correct. <laughs> he said as he stares at his Les Paul custom. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I've got I've got a I've got a Les Paul Junior. I love it. It's it's you know, it's amazing. It's uh, so speaking of so I uh, I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the lookout for for a uh, for a Les Paul standard, I, I had an amazing Les Paul standard uh, that I bought. Uh, I bought. I got. I got a really good deal on this. Really, really good, and uh, it was great. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. Two thousand five Les Paul standard. Uh, I I wasn't a huge fan of the t- of the two thousand eight spec. The the spec that ran from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, but the mm-hmm. uh, the 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 spec before that, the t- the the standard before that was this. The, I had one of those, and it was it was wicked. It was like plain top. Um, not something that you see very, very regularly and it'd been well gigged and, uh, I ended up selling it because I had an opportunity to buy a, uh, 2013 Les Paul traditional, which I still think is the best, um, modern Les Paul that they've, that they've done. Um, it's just, I didn't get on with the one that I had. I think the spec is good and I still stand behind that guitar, but the one that I had wasn't, wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. And, so I, I ended up selling my standard to buy this traditional, which I ended up not keeping. And that always feels like the one that got away, that standard. So now I, I'm, I've, ever mm. since then, I've been a lot more cautious about whether to let stuff go. Um, and therefore, I'm kind of sat with a, a bunch of guitars that I don't play very regularly because I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have that FOMO later on in life. Man, I can relate be careful mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. you'll become me and you'll have yeah. to add on to your place in order to store your habit <laughs> it's so obscene if i really think about it i'm like that is ridiculous it is ridiculous that i well, the fact that. that the fact that you had to build another house for all your stuff right yeah that's super dumb well like, that makes no logical sense i mean yeah it is <laughs> 
it is but like i i mean i i'm only jealous because i don't have the opportunity to do it as well you know i live i live in uh i live just outside of i, I live in the suburbs of brighton and i live on the uh i live kind of in a in a converted house so i've got the top two uh stories of this house and someone else lives below me so i've got no outdoor space with which to create a house for the stuff that i like um so i'm, <laughs> I'm just jealous man and and i know that ev- anybody anybody who anybody who says otherwise is a liar so i what you've got you that's fantastic you 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 don't have to apologize to that about that to anybody i mean i i've people have asked me a lot and i've probably said this on the podcast multiple times like what is your favorite piece of gear you own and i'm like the shed (laughs) itself honestly like it sounds ridiculous but like i can go out and turn up in the middle of the night and just rock out whenever i I want i hate to break it to you it doesn't doesn't sound like you're actually into guitars it sounds like you're into infrastructure so maybe you maybe like maybe you need to start (laughs) curating a new career in civil engineering or something like have you ever built a road maybe you'd be into it man like go and go and work out how to build a bridge i believe in you i think you can do it i don't want to (laughs) i don't want to be responsible for it when it collapses everyone's like who did it it's like that guy over there the guy with the all the guitars he's the one who yeah, yeah, that's, that's too much that's responsibility for me, man. So what it, I wanted to get you on, um, you know, mostly just because <laughs> I love the melodious sound of your voice, but also because you have a very unique viewpoint on the industry that I don't think a lot of people do. Um, uh-huh. Working for Fender in the role that you're in, um, as we talked about, like, I, I really wish we would have <laughs> hit record on some of our yeah. Our earlier conversation so i'm going to re revisit some of that but we were talking about the uh the ridiculous notion that 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 keeps popping up every what i don't know every six months or something some news publication yeah. will say that guitar is dead and obviously we have our own viewpoint on that and i wonder if you could share any of that stuff that you shared with me or at least give me your perspective on it yeah for sure i mean i i think it's it- it is interesting that that there is this notion that the guitar that guitar music is dead. Um, it it certainly isn't the case as far as as far as I mean as far as I can tell, it certainly isn't the case. I mean, I know that I I know how many guitars Fender sells every year, and I I know that it's a number that is going up. You know, it's it's not it. The, the industry isn't isn't shrinking for sure more people than ever are playing guitars and and in fact it's uh it's uh, uh something that fender has been really spearheading i think with like fender play trying to and they've been the the the, the you know andy mooney the ceo has been very open about this you know he's trying to what the, the the point of Fender Play is to try and get more people to play guitar and to try and get more people to stick with playing guitar because it's something like 90% of the people who buy guitars every for the, who buy their first guitar give up within the first 6 months. And so trying to change that habit I think is is huge. Um but no, the guitar certainly the guitar industry certainly isn't dying. The guitar music isn't dying, but I think the way that people digest that music is changing and it, it's exactly the same as in the 80s when everyone said guitars are dead because everyone's playing synths. It's like, well 
no it's just there's different stuff going on and i think with the rise of um the rise of home recording is it has been huge not just for the guitar industry but for people who are wanting to create music that perhaps you would have needed a big record deal to do you know 10 15 years ago i mean i i'm a i'm i don't know how big um like how big like grime is in the US. I'm not sure if it's a big thing. It's uh, grime music is kind of like, uh, like an, an, a new kind of style of British hip hop, I guess, to a certain degree. It's, um, uh, it's, and it's not something that I would ever consider myself a spokesperson for, but I, I grime, grime is the new punk rock as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. And it is, it's, you know, it's underground and it is, it is disenfranchised. People are making this music and they are making this music with a very low budgets and it's just that's what's grabbed the headlines is people are making a different style of music and yet you know we probably won't see a band like a, a band like the Foo Fighters or a band like Nirvana or um other bands that Dave Grohl has not been in um who I'm sure exist um, <laughs> you know <laughs> we don't have any like huge rock bands out there at the moment but that doesn't mean that people aren't playing guitar um we we talked briefly about my kind of view on what people are doing with guitar pre before recording. And I mean, I kind of think that people are playing guitar less because they want to, they see themselves as a, as a rock star in the future, or they see playing music as their career, but more for like kind of self-actualization. I think people are playing guitar and learning guitar for the same reasons that they maybe learned a language 10 years ago. People want to have a skill. And that skill doesn't necessarily need to be something that earns you money. It's just something that makes you feel good about yourself. And I think that's what's going on. People are realizing that you can play guitar without wanting to go out and play guitar in front of other people. Um, and I think that's something that the, the industry, and I, you know, speaking from a Fender perspective, I think the marketing team at Fender have done really well, is, is marketing to a different type of people and you know the california like the the fender acoustic guitars i think have been really popular with people who traditionally wouldn't have bought guitars as it because it's like look this is a lifestyle thing this is something that you can have in your home and it is cool and it's fun so uh, the guitar industry isn't dead guitar music's not going away uh, pe the people who say guitar music is dead are people who don't want to listen to people like us blake that's that's what it is mate and uh unfortunately we're going to be around, whether you like it or not, whether you listen or not, we're going <laughs> to keep true. going. We're going to keep talking <laughs> about this stuff. Um, so no, I, I, I always roll my, I, you know, people are entitled to their opinion, of course, but I always roll my eyes when I hear people say, oh, the guitar industry's dead, you know, oh, the Gibson have gone bankrupt. Oh, this, you know, well, who's next? It's like, well, I mean, you know, Gibson are still going to carry on making Les Pauls, aren't they? You know, they're not, they're not going to disappear it's the other side of their business, which is, which is going to disappear. The guitars are, are, are a really um, buoyant part of their, their, their turnover. And I think it's, I think, I just, I think it's, I think it's really funny when people say that guitar is dead and um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? What, what, how, how do you see things? Do you see, do you see any changes in the industry over the next five years? What, what do you think about it? Definitely. I, I have a viewpoint. I kind of, I think I've expressed it before on the show. I, I, I think that 
people who say the guitar is dead and they cite like Gibson's situation, they're not looking at the big picture. Gibson's of course. guitar sales were fine. It was the other yeah, absolutely. That they did that didn't work out very well for them. Yeah. Their guitar sales were not a problem. Um, no, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, we won't. We don't want to speak about the disaster that was Gibson 2015 lineup, but that's a different story <laughs> entirely. That's yeah. that's old news. I, I tell you what, when I so when I was working, because I, I was working at GAC at that time, I was working in the shop. I was on the shop floor. Um, in fact, I was the was I the manager when those guitars came out? No, I think I think I think I was the assistant manager at the time when those guitars came out, and it, it was a tough sell. It was a tough sell to to say to people that you could only buy Les, you couldn't buy Les Paul without the robot tuners. That was that was a that was a hard six months. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard six months of work, but you and know. By the way, they're thirty percent more. Uh, yeah, yeah, for real, completely. But you know, these things happen. People, it's things change, and then the twenty the twenty sixteens came out, and it was like new Coke. You know, it was it was uh, the, the the yeah they they the guitar sales are fine. The guitar industry is not going anywhere, thankfully, because you know it's as you say, it's what employs me. So I, you know, both in my interests and in my actual real life day job, um, I rely on the industry, and it's um yeah, the, the, everything's fine, everything's great. It's it it's it's sensationalism and it's clickbait headlines. That's what people want. That's what it is. And so there's a couple other factors. I'm like, okay, so the, the guitar sales at those guys are actually okay if you really look at it. And then there's like, oh, what about Guitar Center? I'm like, well, okay, when's the last time you've been to a Guitar Center? You know, it's not it's not a great experience. Like, it's... Right. Everyone has gone... It, talk to anyone that is even sort of serious about guitars. They're like, Guitar Center is not that fun. You go there out of necessity. Right. For fun, you go to the really right. rad mom and pop shop, you know. Like that's what you do. <laughs> like that's where the cool stuff is, and that's where you're. It's it's really interesting. You know, it's really interesting because like the the like there isn't a guitar center over here in in Europe. Actually, there's not one company that has uh has that many premises. Because there's what like two hundred guitar centers in the U.S. I don't even right? know something think, like that. I think there might have even been more at one point, but that right. Seems wow. Okay. Sort of accurate. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have I've no idea. I mean, I, I've been in a couple in my in my trips, but I've I haven't really experienced it. I've never bought anything there, so so I, I mean, I, I don't know. But it, it it's a very different culture from uh, the US, from well, from the Americas to to the uh, to Europe, uh, because you know we've there's obviously a couple of fairly big players, but there's nothing the size of the size of Guitar Center, and um, there is a lot more kind of individualism, I think, with the with the stores um there are there are a handful of chains you know that maybe have 10 shops each in there's a there's a couple in the uk and there's there's maybe one in there's one in eastern europe that's got a handful of shops. a couple in eastern europe that have got a handful of shops but by and large a lot of these places are independents and so uh you you go anywhere in europe and you go to a guitar shop and the stuff that you'll find is is all over the place it's it's it's, it's a great it's a great industry to work in it really is it's it's very exciting yeah and I think, you know, where I was going with it, at least around here, like people who like the serious musicians, they will go, they will go to Guitar Center because it's open till nine o'clock. And I know. Oh, wow. Really? You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I need a, pa a pack of strings. I need it. You know, I need it right now. OK, Guitar Center is mm -hmm. open. I'll run over there. Um, but like it, it's like, ooh, hey, guys, you know, like my friends, I'm like, hey, let's go to Old Town, which is our cool hip shop around here, which is just the raddest yeah. place. It's exciting to go to. 
And so I think that a lot of people they're t- and they're doing great. I mean, they're selling a plenty of of guitars and guitar stuff at that shop. And so I what I see is and then, you know, you got to think there's all these little companies, all these small pedal companies, all these smaller entities, all selling like, you know, just in the companies that I work for, that accounts for a good chunk of sales that is not coming. It's not being yeah. reported to anybody because they're yeah, small. Private yeah. companies. And so it's like that there's there's a huge amount of and then, you know, that's just who I work for. That's not that doesn't count the hundreds of other small companies that don't report yeah. anything to anybody other than the government, you know? Um, so like, how would this publication know that they don't know how many guitars that, you know, Doug Cower sold. They don't know. No, no, <laughs> like, no, no, not at all. Not at all. And so, and the same goes for any of the smaller builders. They have no idea how many, uh, you know, there are hundreds of builders there are selling, you know, selling products and, uh, no one's reporting it to anybody. So how would that journalist even have a clue? Totally. And, and you know, like I say, I, th- I think a lot of it is is it, it's, it's that idea of kind of um, light and dark. It's, it's sensationalism. It, that, that's what that's what gets clicks. And, and you know, that's that's fine. You know, that's everybody's everybody's got a uh, a, li- a living to earn. And, and also, I think I think as much as anything that 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 article that, you know, we all refer to as that article um, I think, if anything, it probably did the, the industry a load of good because people started saying, well, hang on a sec, I love guitar. I play guitar all the time. In fact, I'm going to go and buy some new guitar strings right now. I, th- I think that's probably what happened. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's, uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't think it's anything that anybody really needs to worry about. We're, we're, on, we're on a good track and, the, you know, the stuff that's coming out from, from everyone, from all, all levels of the industry is, is exciting. And, uh, I think it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a really good time. It's a really exciting time to be into guitar stuff. You know, I, I think back to when I started working at the guitar shop and kind of the, the most, the most exciting things that we had in terms of effect, you know, so when I, when I first started working at GAC, the pedal brands that we had were Boss, Electro Harmonics, MXR, Line 6, uh, and then we also sold the Proco Rat and um, the Seymour Duncan pickup booster, and like that was it. You know that those were that was your choice when it came to, when it came to pedals. And you go into a guitar shop now, and just honestly, the stuff that's coming out, and it's not just it's not just it's not just pedals. You know, you look at you look at the weird and wonderful amps that are coming out now, and it's like if you want you want like kind of eighties revivalist stuff, you can you can get that if you want a hundred watt heads that were too loud in the sixties, you can get them. If you want something small that you can use in your bedroom, you can get that. The stuff that's coming out at the moment, it's just, it's just astonishing from, from, from everyone. It's, uh, I, and, and that's what, what keeps, it's what keeps certainly what keeps, uh, guitar nerds with stuff to talk to talk about. And, uh, and I, you know, I know it's exactly the same for, for, for you, you know, the, the, and the caliber of people that that you know, I, f- I feel bad sullying the the caliber of people that you've that you've had come onto the show in 2019, man. I've, I've, I'm really <laughs> sorry. Like it's it's exciting, like seeing what's going on with with the tone mob. It's a, it's it's. I, I don't know if you've looked recently, Blake, but you've got some Instagram following. Let me tell you. <laughs> I there's a few people on there. There's, <laughs> there's a few. Um, 
it's uh i think i think that's another thing like just like i'm just a guy with his phone sharing things that i think are interesting uh yeah and people respond to that uh you know obviously there's a few people that find that interesting um yeah you know and and i don't know it's just uh Another weird thing that I always think about, not to keep harping on the same subject for too long, but you know, uh-huh. they never seem to cite in those in those type of articles or that type of sensationalism is string companies. Yeah, um, the Dario has. Well, a lot of people don't realize this. The Dario is huge, and I don't know if I say that right. By the way, so sorry. Yeah, um, I, I kind of mix it. I, I don't know. I've said the Dario. I've said the Dario. I've I mix it up depending on how I feel. I think the Dario is right. Yeah. But they, a lot of people don't realize they have a thousand employees. They are a big company. What? Like I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, you know, it's not all strings. They have a lot no, of, of course, other stuff they do. Well, because they bought, they bought Planet Waves a couple, uh, maybe five years ago as well. So they, that, that's, and I think they rebranded all of their, like, I think the strings at the Dario and everything else is now Planet Waves, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like they got it. I, could, I don't know. But they all, you know, they have drum heads. They have all kinds of stuff, but um oh really yeah remo they they own remo oh they right they're remo oh right okay yeah, so, right, how about that? and and they got they got their hands in basically every instrument category as far as i can tell but and, and i should say yeah. that's just the number that's like been publicly reported it may not be exactly yeah. a thousand i don't know it could be even if it's 600 it's still well for sure you know yeah totally that's a big that's a big operation and they don't you never hear reports of them like the guitar string sales are just going down, down, down. <laughs> I mean, no one ever says that. There's, they're no. doing fine. Ernie Ball's doing fine. They're selling strings, you know. Totally. Well, and and guitars. You know, the 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 stuff that they've had coming out recently has been fantastic. You know, but um, it's you know a rising tide. Uh, a, a rising tide raises all boats. Is that the saying? High tide raises all boats. That's what a they rising, say. Rising yeah, tide, yeah, something raises. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the saying. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the metaphor um yeah so it's you know everything everything's everything's great like it's a cool time to be in this industry I, that's certainly what i think anyway and i tell you what nam's around the corner uh, how oh. how exciting is that man honestly i'm so excited for this year like last year i mean i've always been excited i was super super excited the first year because obviously i'd never been um and then the last two i was excited but for some reason this year i, I think it's because almost everybody I talk to is going. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Like not, not everyone, but a good percentage of the guys I talk to are going where yeah. usually it's kind of 50, 50. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm super jazzed about this year just to see everybody. And I know that like, there's some people planning some really cool stuff. Uh, and I'm just so I'm, I'm, I haven't been this excited. I think since my first year, I'm so, uh, I mean, what, this is this is only year two for me. So I last year was my first, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 so uh, I'm so looking forward to it. I, I think the the stuff that like the stuff that Fender's got coming out that um, I've had to sit on for months. Uh, you know, like I, I'm privy to a lot of stuff that comes out and uh, that's coming you out do? stuff like no way. <laughs> oh, oh yes. So, um, but yeah, like the, the stuff that I'm actually going to be able to talk about in two weeks, I can talk about this stuff that I've been excited about for for like a year. I can actually start talking about it in in two weeks time. And but it's not, but like not just that. You know, some of the teasers and and little little tidbits that have been. 
uh, dropped. Like, I'm really excited to see what Strymon are about to do because they announced they they've got an announcement tomorrow, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry yeah, to break the wait. fourth wall with regards to uh, <laughs> with regards to timing, <laughs> um, but I think it will be announced by the time this comes out. Basically, so yeah, okay. So I'm excited to find out what that is. And um, Earthquaker said that they've got something that they think is going to be amazing. And you know, every every well, I'm I'm hoping that uh, Game Changer do something cool because you know the last couple of years they've they've really been a bit of a showstopper. Um, I tell you that the thing that I'm really hoping for, and I've mentioned this on Guitar Nerd a bunch, but the um, I really hope we see something with the the T Rex um, Echo Wreck because oh, yeah. you know they mm-hmm. they bought the rights to the Echo Wreck and that like they basically have they they did the Replicator, which is their tape delay. What two years ago, maybe maybe three years ago, I guess. And they they've basically they've bought the rights to the Echo Wreck name, and they're gonna make a make a Bintaco wreck essentially. And, uh, oh, they teased man. it maybe a year and a half ago, maybe. And, um, yeah, they, they then just said, look, sorry, it's just not ready yet. I'm really sorry. So I'm keen, I'm keen to see that. And, and all the other stuff that just is going to jump out at us that we're not, that we're not expecting. Um, and I'm sure, you know, loads of stuff that you, that you also, uh, you know, really excited about that you can't tell, tell anyone about yet. No, yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> such I'm such I like a, how you almost a... said no there. I like how you almost for a minute kept up this. No, I don't know what I'm talking about, Jay. No, nothing, mate. No, no, not me. <laughs> not me. I don't know. I, I find myself um, in this really weird position where, you know, like I talk to guys on the podcast and then we'll talk obviously before or after or whatever, like you've just done. And, and it'll be like, okay, man, I got to tell you about something. And I'm like, oh, tell me, tell me. And then they, they tell me, and then I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. And then I'm like, I have to live with this. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> it's so cool. But at the same time, I find myself like accidentally almost telling people things occasionally. <laughs> I never have, actually. But I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's just like this yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. Um, never mind. It's not like anything. I don't know no. what you're talking about. No. And so it. It's a, uh, it's weird, and then, and then I'll get tagged in stuff where people will be like, "I bet Blake knows," and I'll look and be like, "Yeah, I do," <laughs> and I'm not gonna say anything. And uh, like, I don't know everything about everybody. Like, I certainly don't know um, what this Earthquaker thing is or the Strymon thing is, but I want to talk about this yeah. Earthquaker thing, which will be kind of funny because it'll be been announced by the time yeah, it totally. comes out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So this will be a weird look back, but. I think so. I just, you know, I'm putting uh-huh. the clues together. They keep talking about how it's not going to yeah. be cables. They're like uh-huh. the cables are bad and they're unnecessary and problematic. And it, you know, they do it with a tongue in cheek uh-huh. way that they do everything. And then, and so I'm like, okay, are they going to do some sort of like weird, like pedal board system, uh, a wireless unit? What is it going to be? And then today they showed a picture of a bunch of little boxes that were like pedal sized you know, cardboard boxes. So like it is a unit. Oh, Um, interesting. I didn't, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, that is, that is very, see, I had it in my head that it was going to be some sort of, um, some sort of switching system. That's what I am kind of expecting. Um, oh yeah. So I've just, sorry, whilst we were talking, I've just gone on their Instagram. It isn't, it can't be a switching system. It's not big enough. Right, that's the thing. It's just it's in what appears to be a standard size Earthquaker pedal box. I mean, Wait. I mean, I don't mean the enclosure like that you could see. I'm saying it's just the cardboard packaging is all, yeah. all we're seeing right now. Yeah, yeah. 
Huh. So I wonder what it's going to be. I don't know. It would seem so out of character for them to do some sort of utility product like that, but that's what all the teasing has been. Yeah, but then, yeah, I don't, I, I've no idea. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like, maybe it's some like Nikola Tesla stuff. Maybe they've, they've harnessed wireless charging. Maybe it's wireless power for their pedals. Imagine if it is. I can't imagine that is what it is, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess utility pedal. I'm very into pedalboard management. Pedalboard management solutions is absolutely my jam. I love that stuff. And uh, and yeah, if it if it's if it's something like that, that would be very cool. Very very cool. Who knows? Who knows? And this Strymon thing as well. You know, I, I saw an article today where where people saying this is it. Helix is dead. It's going to be the new Strymon thing. That's what that's what's up. And it's like, mate, come on! Nobody knows. Nobody knows what this is. Like, what are you? What are you, what are you saying? Helix is dead. It's uh, yeah. I, I'm. I don't know. I'm very excited to see see what's going on. And and I still have it in my head that um, Moog are going to come out with a bunch of new uh, Mooga Fuga pedals because they discontinued everything this year. And I don't know if you've been paying attention, but I tell you what, the price on all those old Mooga Fugas has been rocketing on uh on on the second hand oh, yeah. market Huge. so i i can't imagine that they would have done that without the idea that they were going to release some new ones so i reckon there's going to be some and it's been a while since moog have released any kind of guitar-y stuff you know over the last couple of years they've they've done a lot of um kind of more uh, the the big um analog synths but also you know some of the smaller stuff some of the smaller stuff that that you know, regular people who don't have, you know, $55,000 to go and spend on a, uh, on, on a new wall for their house, uh, which essentially is what it will become. You know, they, <laughs> they've, they've, they've made a load of smaller stuff, but it's been a while since they've done anything guitar So I would be surprised if there isn't a cool guitar announcement from Moog. That, that's, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Um, I, I was kind of bummed to see those go away but at the same time like i kind of understand it like they're they are extremely large and they all do one thing they sounded really yeah easy, yeah totally but yeah um i and they're expensive for a guitar pedal so yeah oh yeah they're, they're phenomenally expensive phenomenally expensive well actually we used, we used to sell those when i was at gak as well and yeah i mean it was it was you know 400 pounds for a pedal when no nothing cost that much money there was there was there was, there was nothing that cost that sort of money so it was um but you know it, it's high quality stuff so it's uh yeah i'm, I'm really excited i'm i'm very excited for now and i feel like i'm i've got a lot more friends going this year as well and i kind of get it a bit more because it was my first year i was there for work and i'm there for work as well this year so if anyone's listening and you dropping by the fender booth i will probably be there um so my job i didn't i didn't really touch on that actually my my job now is i'm kind of in charge of accessories uh which includes what we kind of what falls under the general bracket of accessories which essentially is anything that isn't a guitar or an amp so all um all strings gig bags um, all, uh, plectrums and cables and, uh, most excitingly, of course, all effects pedals. So, um, I will probably be on the booth. So, uh, if anybody wants a rundown of the cool effects pedals then they can come and talk to me and Blake, I've of course offering that, uh, to everyone except for you. Um, because you know, oh. you, yeah, you've, oh. you've got, you've got your own, you've got your own contact there. You can, you can, you can take care of yourself, I think. Right. 
Yeah, fine. I'll just, I'm not going to talk to you at all. I'm just going to completely ignore you. And you're, you're also not invited to come eat pizza. <laughs> I couldn't make so it. Like, I couldn't make it last year. I had to work. I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted. Like, cause I think did Mark, Mark, Matty and Joe went, I think, but, uh, yeah, I, yes. I, I, I couldn't come out. I couldn't come and hang out. I was really gutted. So I'm hoping that I will, but I, I also, you know, I have actual responsibilities in terms of I am there for work. So I will be, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd really love to come and hang out, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what goes on. Hey, you got to eat lunch regardless. And we are trying really hard uh, to keep it at the show. That's been a hang up for a lot of mm-hmm. people. It's like, oh, I don't want to leave the show. I don't have, I can't leave my yeah, booth that for sure. long. It's like, oh, we're going to try to do it on premises. And I've already expressed my frustration to yeah. you about that, but we're, we're, we're working through it. I think it's going to cool. happen. Good. I, I'm very, I'm very good. determined. Good. So otherwise we'll I guess we just, uh, you know, you just, you just, uh, roll the dice and we, uh, all descend on somebody's booth. You know, let's just, let's just all descend on the, uh, on who, who's, who's going to be there who absolutely won't appreciate us all descending on their booth. Um, someone like someone, mm-hmm. someone, uh, someone downstairs in one of the corners, like one of those, one of those people that, that, uh, just makes like artisan straps. Let's go and hang out by their booth and eat pizza downstairs <laughs> in the, uh, at the artisan strap booth. We'll, and they'll be like, what is going on? Do you people care about artisan straps? And we'll say, no, we do care about pizza though, pal. So, you know, I, can I sit on that chair? Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks mate. Cheers. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we could do that. No, I know where you need to go. You need to go to, we'll take over the booth of one of those pedal companies that are basically Joyo, but they're not Joyo. Yes. And there's like 37 yeah. of the exact same pedal company <laughs> that I don't know why they're there because yeah. they're, there's no one at their booth, but they I, all, I tell all you sell the, the, same, the same pedals. I don't understand what's going on there. The thing that the thing that really blew my mind when uh, when I first went downstairs into the into the the, the belly of of Nam was I, I saw loads of companies selling the same all in one PA system. It was like a an all in one system that had l- like disco lights and. <laughs> Right, and it, right. it was just like there was maybe six or seven companies that had the exact same product, and they were. It was just like, do you want to come and check this out? And it's like, well, uh, no, but thanks. It looks great, pal. It looks really, really good. Maybe could you get it in sync with the fella over there? That'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's some of the stuff there is just wild. It's it's really, really wild. So, I uh, I, I I feel really bad. I, you know how what I feel like right now is. Um, like three years ago when I was listening to uh, guitar podcasts and when I was um, like watching uh, people on YouTube talking about how excited they were to go to Nam, And I was like, great, you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be going to work in the rain because it's January and I live in the UK. So that's what I'm going to be. So I feel, I feel like I'm just one of these people who's just really talking up something. I feel very bad. So I'm sorry for people who aren't going, but it's wicked. Try and go next year. Yeah, definitely try to go. Schedule yeah. a day off. It's worth it. It's worth it. It and and you know some people like are like, "Ugh, Nam, ugh, Nam." And I yeah. totally get that that feeling where it's like, "Ugh." But at the same time, I feel like if you are a hyper gear nerd like most people who would be listening to this, then you you owe it to yourself to to experience For sure. just one For sure. time at least. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and that way, and you can then you can kind of form yeah. your own opinion, obviously. 
I, I'm really glad that I like, I, I would have been very confused if I never went to Nam and just hearing about it. Like when you're entrenched in the gear culture, you constantly hear about winter Nam and how crazy it is, but you don't really yeah. understand what that means until you're there. No, it's, it's, it's utter chaos. It's utter chaos. And like, you really, you really do have to find the time to come up for air. Um, you know, take, take a step outside and remember that you're in California and it's sunny and it's, you know, you're only wearing a t-shirt and it's beautiful to just sort of breathe in the air. I think is it's important to do that and take a minute for yourself every now and again. And that's something that I struggled with the first couple of days because I, obviously I was busy and I had lots of work to do, but when I wasn't working, I wanted to see stuff. And um, you've, you've, you've just got to make sure that you take time for yourself to, to, um, to, to realize that, yeah, it's cool, but like, you know, drink some water, stay hydrated <laughs> because it's easy not to when you're there, you know? Even if it is the weird tasting Anaheim water. Oh, I, oh no. I mean, I'm not going to drink anything out of the tap. I'm not drinking out of the tap. I'm I'm drinking sparkling water, my friend. I'm you know from the UK, don't you know? We have the, we have these streams that just run through, bubbling, and I just that's how I get my water. You just take it. You just dip your ladle that, into that that's stream. Right, yeah, Philip. <laughs> actually, that's not true at all. I live on the south coast, and uh, at the bottom, I, I do. I literally, I do actually live literally on the coast. I my house is about um, is about I don't know two hundred meters from the from the beach. Um, but the, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, that sounds very romantic, but actually uh, there's a cement factory, um, in between me and the beach. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's a very industrial beach. So I can't unfortunately drink the, uh, dip my uh, ladle into the sweet stream and drink deeply. Um, I have to, uh, I have to use a, use a, use a, <laughs> a, a faucet like everyone else, you know? I'm just like th- that image of you doing that is really hilarious to me for some reason. And like, I just see this very satisfied look on your face while you're drinking out of the label. What, just, like, what an impractical uh, utensil to drink out of as well. You know, you gotta, you gotta lift that so high and it's so like that bucket's just going to dump it all over you. Awful. You gotta, well, you gotta choke, you gotta dip it, and then you gotta choke <laughs> up on the handle a ways. Otherwise, you're just not, like, my arms are short. I don't even know if I could lift it high enough. I'd have to choke up on it in order to consume out of the ladle. But, uh, I mean, I'm like you, though. I mean, honestly, now, I, for all of us, uh, you know, just gushing over how fun Nam is, I, I do have to say, I don't is know it what's bad? wrong I don't, with I, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't but, know. Or if really it's it tastes really weird i mean i should say yeah i mean you live in like we you have live in really like a, a, a woodland uh, paradise you know you're not you're not representative of the the uh the everyday uh, american person you live in you live in you live in twin peaks mate you live in this weird <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what i assume that's 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 what i assume I mean, your your I been... like It is well, so it's not. It's um, it's definitely like a typical yeah. suburban area that I live in. But the, the Twin Peaks vibe is not like. I mean, I drive. I could drive ten minutes to be like, and or not even ten minutes. I could drive like five minutes yeah. and be in a very yeah. wooded area just like that. Um, I'm very close to like the, right, the mountains okay. and the country, but okay. I'm not in okay. the country per se. I'm definitely in a city. But very, very close <laughs> to the country, if I should choose to drive that way. 
and it is it is awesome um it i like i like getting out and just getting out of the the uh, concrete jungle so to speak uh and not really even doing anything yeah. just like yeah ah i'm driving through the woods now this is nice um thing yeah yeah but you're you're right the water here is probably a lot better than it is in other places <laughs> um but yeah anaheim i don't know i don't know what the uk i i don't remember your water being bad of course i wasn't in brighton i was in london but i don't i remember thinking it was it was good yeah i mean you can drink you can drink out of the taps here uh, the, the we yeah we would call it we call it tap we call them taps mm-hmm. you know that right you know that we call faucets taps okay fine um we yeah we drink out of the taps here my, actually my the water where i live tastes a little bit weird but the rest of i've lived all over brighton i've i've lived in brighton for 10 years or so mm-hmm. uh where are we 2019 yeah 10 11 years and uh i've i've no longer than that 2006 i moved here but anyway um we i've lived all over brighton and this is this this is the worst tasting water that i've ever had is is in the place that i live here but uh, it's fine it is what it is i'm sure it's not gonna kill me i don't know i'm i'm fairly hardy i think i don't know i feel like if you lived all over brighton and this one particular house has weird water you might want to check on that nah i i like to live life on the edge mate i like to i like to taste that that stagnant stale water it's what it's what gives me so it gives me a reason to get up every morning you know I made it. I made it another day without dying drinking this water. I feel, like, I feel like that's a bit. Oh, you're a bit of a masochist, but that's that's okay. <laughs> that's totally fine. Well, we are getting down to the last couple minutes here. And oh my gosh, we've just blitzed through. Oh, I know. It's so weird. I mean, this never like. I don't know about for every guest, but for me, every time I record, I'm like, oh, it's over now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess it's time to go. But uh, well, it's <laughs> it's been great hanging out for um, fifty seven minutes and literally no longer because you know we started recording as soon as I got on the call. That's you know nothing happened before. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, for this last couple of minutes, what do you want to tell people? And you know, I I a lot of people will uh, you know use this for a plug, which is totally fine. But is there anything that's just on your mind that you're wanting to tell the masses? Wow, that is uh that is a uh, I don't know really. I mean, we we were talking about this. We were we were talking about this a little bit before um just about how like everything's really good right now for me. Like I I it's very weird. It's it's very weird. I feel very good. And you know, you were saying you were saying the same thing like life is, you know, obviously you've you've had a a nightmare setback in 2018, but like other than that, things are things are things are good, and I, I it's it's wild. I you know I I find guitar nerds is is a very interesting thing because when we started record when we started guitar nerds, I was in like a very bad place. Like I was I was very depressed. I was doing therapy. Everything was very difficult. And as I've moved on, and as I've like like that's been like a the podcast has been like a real anchor point for me and it's like it's always been there and i think about my life through different stages and like things now are just unbelievable i'm really happy i've got a great life i've got a great job and um you know i've got a great girlfriend and life's life's awesome and i just you know if you're going through stuff it gets better like it's okay like and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything, anything. I don't have anything to plug for sure. Just like all I would say is 
life is okay and things get better. So, you know, if you're having a hard time, it's cool. It's fine. Like you can, you can work through it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's my, that's my words of wisdom is, is therapy is good if you need it. And like, I would always recommend it to absolutely anybody. So I don't know, that probably isn't what you were hoping that I was going to say, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I've got for you. <laughs> I, uh, um, I, I actually do like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I, that's actually kind of more what I'm yeah. looking for when I ask that question. And maybe I'm not phrasing it very well in a way that people uh -huh. feel comfortable saying something like that. But um, that that's really what I'm looking for. It's like, what is, you know, what's on your mind? Like, like people don't always get a chance to just tell a bunch of people something they think is important. And I thought uh, if you haven't checked it out, Julie from Earthquaker had a very, you know, nice message that she put on on there and 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 that's really kind of what i'm looking for i might maybe, maybe i need to like phrase the question a little differently so people actually kind of I, th I think it's difficult it though because it did. is um it's it's very difficult to be vulnerable and very difficult to be open you know i, th I think we spend a lot of our time and when i say we i kind of mean i guess to a certain degree you and i in this you know we both have characters that we play on the internet and on the podcast, you know, not to say that I, I'm not who I am, but you know, that we have, we, we kind of hide behind this sort of public perception of ourselves. And I, I think it's very, it is very difficult to be vulnerable and open. And, you know, I, I learned a lot of that through just talking to people and being open. And I think that is, that's a really, really important thing to, to be able to do that, to be able to, to be able to talk and to be able to, to be, to be your like real true self. So like, but yeah, like once you are able to push through that, you see life's really cool, man. Like it's cool to like, like what a weird situation we found ourselves in. You know, imagine the, the chances of us being in a position, like how many weird coincidences had to pull off for us to be having this conversation right now. Do you know what I mean? And like, it's, yeah, things are good. Things are cool. Yeah, the it's, butterfly effects oh, and stuff, you know. The, when you start thinking about like that, like, yeah, and and like, I mean, I can you know look back and and see some of the, some of the paths that have led to even you know just this conversation. And I don't care what anybody says; conversations are important, and whether they're recorded or whether they're not, uh, sometimes you just got to talk to people. Uh, so I'm kind of echoing what you just said, Blake. You are you are. A great conversationalist you're a fantastic conversationalist and obviously i've i've experienced we hung out uh for like a minute at nam last year and you know we talk infrequently on the internet but i've whenever i listen to the time mob i'm always like this is great just listening to blake like hang out with a pal and even just like the last i don't know three hours or something we've been talking now it's just like it's just flown by like you're a great conversationalist and uh i'm I, it's been an honor to to be able to be invited onto this and to hang out with you oh, for that time, thank mate. you i really appreciate that i uh you know usually my family phrases it a little differently they usually say something along the lines of you talk too much <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's nice to get a, a different perspective well, on it yeah, I mean, I get that as well. So maybe we're, maybe we're the blinkered ones, you know. <laughs> could be, could be the, whatever, you know. And then there again, there's someone for everyone. We found each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's just what we needed. <laughs> All right, man. Well, if you got anything else, uh, I, I, I'm going to hit you with the big one if you don't got anything else. 
No, no, I think I'm I think I'm ready for the big one. Okay. I realized it I've realized how many just as a random side note. I this podcast has really made really made me realize how much of a redneck I talk like. Um cuz I was just like, <laughs> "Did you got anything else?" Like <laughs> like I say things like that all the time even though I know that that's not how I should be talking. I just I I can't help it. I I just I, well, I mean yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, that wasn't the vibe that I was getting from you at all. Uh, and, you know, I, I've got a very weird talking voice and um, I don't really know where it's come from. Like my parents don't talk like this. Uh, I think this is a, 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 something I've constructed for myself. I don't know, but I can't do anything about it. And um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I think that what, so my girlfriend is, is from Philadelphia and she moved here like three years ago. And I think when she moved here, I really ended up properly accentuating my accent because, uh, you know, to annoy her as much as anything else, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's a really, really exciting thing to do. Uh, but yeah, I, so no, I, I didn't notice any, any redneck vibes. That's not what I get from you. I, I'm telling you, oh, it's, 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 it's weird Twin Peaks vibes. That's what I get from you. I, I'm worried that you're going to, you're going to, yeah, I don't even know, man. That's that's the concern. That's why we didn't hang out for very long. IRL is I there was going to be some oh. weird stuff going on. I mean, there's definitely going to be some weird stuff going on. <laughs> let's, let's just say. I mean, like, it's not going to be a normal time if I am there. No, of course, simply of course the way it is. Yeah. So your 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 weirdo meter is working. Good. It's good. Like you you pick you pick that up right yeah. away. Uh, weirdometer, we call it over here, actually. A weird yeah, yeah, That yeah. actually is probably a, actually what it's called <laughs> over here too. There again, redneck stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just is. It is what it is, y'all. Um, <laughs> but uh, J Cross, I gotta yeah. know before we shut yeah. this down. What kind of pizza do you like? See, I, I I've got quite a low bar for pizza, um, and the the reason for that is. Uh, so it's because I like, cause I'm, so I'm vegan and I, um, yeah, I've had a lot of bad pizza to be completely honest with you. I've had a lot of bad pizza because usually if we go somewhere, I have to just get a pizza with no cheese and it's like, okay, fine, whatever. But let me tell you, because of that, whenever I go somewhere where I can get cheap, like where I can get vegan cheese, there is nothing that I appreciate more than a really, really nice margarita, which I appreciate is extremely boring to a lot of people. But just just the no, art of the margarita, really. I think, is is so important. Just being able to make something that tastes good as as plain as that, man, there's there's nothing that beats it. There's a couple of places here in Brighton that do um that actually over the last couple of years there's, there's a bunch more have, have opened up that do that do vegan cheese but there's this one place called pizza me which is just you can buy a 24 inch pizza no not 24 18 you can buy an 18 inch pizza and um if if i get an 18 inch margarita it's the same price as if quite often if i'm eating a pizza me i'm with mark packham and he'll get some like flirty thing i don't know something with mm -hmm. like olives and artichokes and um i don't know some sort of locally felled 
game meat or something i i, I don't know and um but like <laughs> i can get an 18 inch margarita for the price that he gets a 12 inch flirt pizza and oh man it just i love a margarita so much as long as it, it like if you can do that well you can do anything but i just i really appreciate the art of a real nice margarita so but that said i'm also i, I because of you know not eating cheese I, I i've really come to appreciate um like marinara's or just or like tomato pie i think just it, it, it can be good but often it is not so when it's good it's really good but yeah like i say i've got very low bar for pizza <laughs> so um which is unfortunately one of the pitfalls that you have to face when you have got a weird diet like i do so it's um but yeah good old margarita that's for me yeah yeah all right that's a good answer i like it well i feel like that's as good of a note to wrap up on as any so for jay this is blake and as always folks good luck and good tones there you have it there's another one down for you i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did and seriously, go check out the Guitar Nerds podcast if you have not already. It's a, I'd be surprised if you haven't, honestly. If you're listening to Tone Mob, you're probably listening to Guitar Nerds too. But if, if you haven't, make sure you slide over and check them out uh, wherever you check out podcasts. They're, they're going to be there. And if you want more of this particular conversation, there's a whole nother hour on Patreon. Jay and I did a whole nother hour of conversation just for the Patreon folks. So if you can go over there to Tone Mob, no, to patreon.com slash Tone Mob. That still trips me up once in a while. Patreon.com slash Tone Mob. And for $5 a month, you can get extra episodes every week right to your ears. So if this Tone Mobbery is something that you appreciate and enjoy, that A, helps support the show and keep the thing going, and B, gives you extra content. And in this case, a whole extra episode like a whole hour so make sure you slide over there to check that out jay and i talk about a whole bunch of stuff and it's a lot of fun and you can find out everything you need to at patreon.com slash tone mob that's it uh thank you very much for listening i really really appreciate it couldn't do it without you guys and uh, tuning in and and i don't know it still blows me away sometimes i'm i am eternally grateful and if you can share this with just one friend You'd share it with somebody, somebody who likes nerdy stuff somewhere in one of your favorite guitar forums. I would love that. So, as always, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, 
and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.